You're listening to Having a Chat, the show where we take interesting people with interesting taste in music and talk to them about the music that they love. I'm Alex Spears, and this week on the show, we are chatting with Victoria, BC-based band Bad Who. Bad Who are an energetic and loud psych band who have been absolutely tearing up the college radio charts over the last year. They've got a new EP out as well as a new full-length album, so we're very excited to have Ben and David from Bad Who with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us, Alex. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, and just because there's two of you here, um, could I uh, could I get you guys to introduce yourselves and, and say what you do in the band? Hi, I'm David Oswald Jr. and I play a guitar and I make some sing song noises with my mouth. And I'm Ben Farrell. And I, I'm on the base. Um, all right. So I want to. So the way the show works, we we kick things off with um, one of your tunes, and I I want to talk about Skim Milk Twist. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because I'm interested in bands that like revisit songs. Um, whether you know, like they'll put out like a demo version, and then they'll put it out on like the proper. But you guys have put this out now on two LPs. Why? What? What made you want to revisit it? <laughs> That's a good question. David, take... Yeah, well, I mean, um, we like the first version. It's not as though we were like, oh, man, we're bummed with like how the first version worked out, which is on our second album, What Is When. Um, I don't know if you caught the uh, resonance between What Is When and Right Is Rain. Basically, if you just kind of slur <laughs> either one, they can kind of be conflated pretty easily. Um, so we kind of always thought of, like, I think this album is a bit of like a companion piece to the other one. So we were looking for some continuity in that. So there's that. Right. Um, and well, then, hey, just, just let me jump in. Oh, Alex, you, you also should note that um, Greatest Dane. Oh, yeah. The Greatest Dane is on, what, our first three albums? Well, I, I think, think it, we it, didn't put it on Right as Rain. Yeah. The the Dane didn't make the rain. <laughs> I was advocating. I was advocating for it to yeah, be you, on. You're pretty confident about that. I I I you know I kind of thought it was a thing. Like we we were including the album that song on every one of our albums. <laughs> yeah, and we do yeah. it, Alex. I think in part just because you know the the material in our sort of the way that we present it uh, continues to evolve. Right. We're certainly get, becoming a better band, or we were until like we you know took this fairly lengthy hiatus. But uh, we, you know, and so I think we were just always interested in like in putting it down again, and then uh, we'd record it and we'd love the way it sounds, and we'd want to put it out. And out, and also, Skim Milk Twist is one of the ones where David gets fancy. So I just wanted some fancy bits, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, like, yeah, I think it comes from like playing certain songs, as Ben say, and like playing them live, and then you have like a certain momentum behind them. And I think in the the case of that the version that ended up on Right as Rain, we just we ripped it pretty quickly. I think when we recorded this, 
Um, and we recorded this uh, album entirely in this uh, beautiful cabin that Ben kind of managed to hook us up with for a weekend. Um, and that one, like, it wasn't like a sure thing that we were going to put that on. And then I remember kind of being like, ah, I don't know. But then once we put it in the center of the album, because I think it's the fourth track in, I was kind of like, oh, actually, that's like, that really makes everything hinge pretty well. And yeah, I don't know. Is that a good rationale? What do you think? Yeah, no, it makes sense to me. Like, but at the end of the day, it's just like, why not revisit it? Hey, like, I mean, obviously. <laughs> it's not like a drastically different version or anything yeah. like that either, right? I guess so. Um, I don't know. I, ben, do you have a favorite version? Well, I, I think right is rain. Like whatever's whatever's most recent for me is always kind of what what I'm vibing with. Because, like I said, I just you know, there's um, we are at our best, you know, a, as we move forward. Yeah, because we were we were so hungry. Right? Well, yeah, we were about to come to Kingston and come to Toronto <laughs> and come, and you know, half price food at Patuka. Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of us are old old men, and and you know it's hard for us to like gear up and make it happen, and and we're all set to come drive from Toronto to Newfoundland, and and uh, the same thing that fucked everybody else up got us too, you know. Um. All right. So I guess maybe with that, then that's like kind of a good chance to kind of explore the origins of the band, uh, just for those who aren't familiar um you know kind of a simple question just like what what brought you guys together so basically what brought us together is just like uh, a series of friendships and a shared i guess there was a shared music taste because it sure it was chemistry like it right, right. It, it was like rather explosive I think what we started jamming in November, and I Nothing think we, about that just makes it sound like diarrhea, though. Right? <laughs> Rather explosive. Well, yeah, we recorded we recorded um, two tin cans and a lollipop like after we'd been playing for like three months. Yeah. yeah, and that's a full that's a full length. That was our first full length, and so it's been magic ever since. Honestly, like the four the the band is definitely their. Uh, some of the most important people in my life because like those first songs were kind of like there in some ways too right like they had you know like i think that's pretty typical right they had been kind of like labored over and those were a lot of like stuff like matt and i lived together at the uh, this place called the cool ranch which is now like uh, home to our uh fledgling label <laughs> uh cool ranch records um also a basement in uh fairfield in victoria but <laughs> um yeah i haven't been there for a long time i miss that place but uh what i was saying there is just like yeah the kind of pieces came together new ben from this he said lake o'hare which is this sort of like backcountry hiking lodge that we worked at in the rockies and then um todd worked with matt and he had just kind of transplanted out into victoria he grew up in Cambridge and, and lived in London, Ontario for a long time. He did the Fanshawe uh, program there for, um, uh, yeah, audio engineering. And then he like, so yeah, all these pieces kind of came together and um, we did that album pretty quickly, but it was sort of like, 
it was nice to get that out of the way in a, in a way because then we kind of became more of a band too right as we kind of moved on um and like everyone sort of had well like todd obviously has expertise in making things sound passable <laughs> no, it sounded really good. um and like ben like the last album you took the lead on a lot of the songs like it really you you kind of were the real germ um for a, a hefty chunk of this i don't i don't love the reference to the germ but thank oh yeah you bad anyway. right now right? Like, <laughs> no one wants to say that i meant i was thinking like bread though right oh cool yeah <laughs> like like the the sourdough yeah yeah the star- yeah it was the starter People love that now. It's relevant, it's topical, but yeah, great. Um, all right, so we can get into this uh, this list of tunes now, um, and I'm cool. I'm really happy that you put a Ty Siegel song in here because Ben, believe it or not, you actually introduced me to Ty Siegel. 
uh, way back in the day. Um, and I remember uh, playing it in the car for my dad and he hated it. And that's always, <laughs> that's always like a kind of indication that it's, that it's good um, in my, in my world, at least. Um, what, what song was that? It was goodbye. It was goodbye bread. Like literally oh, it, was it, was the, it was this song. Yeah. So okay. I was super stoked when I saw that on the list. Um, but guys, what do you, what do you like about Ty Siegel? This was my pick and you know, I, uh, I just, I've always had a bit of a romance because um, the first time I saw him was opening for Stephen Malcolmus at the Biltmore in Vancouver, which is, like if that's just really in my books, like such an epic right. bill, like at a, a venue where, you know, it's a low stage, you can get you right up and smash around and you got Ty Seagal opening for Stephen Malkness. Uh, and then so afterwards they were hanging out at, uh, at the merch table and I walked over and, um, and, you know, just said hi to, to Ty cause I didn't know any better. And, um, and asked him what record to get and and this was the the pick so um you know it was kind of my introduction into into his music and he's been a a pretty um i don't know like if it's a direct influence but definitely uh influential in um the music i've listened to and and a lot of what i like so it i'm sure it in some way also shines through i'm not going to claim that i and reproducing his <laughs> incredible vibe but what well, about you david yeah i mean i i, I love ty seagull too obviously i don't know like i'm trying i was just like what's my favorite like hard to say i mean have you guys listened to the new fuzz or the newish fuzz record at all or is I'm that not, no. i mean that's i I'm kind of like, oh, that stuff I don't really get as much behind. I, I like the first Fuzz record. This stuff is like kind of veering more in the metal vein of things. Mm. I don't know. Um, I guess like Twins, that album is so killer. I don't know, man. I just think I've I've never seen them play. Yeah. I've, but. Um, See, after that, after that show, he used to come back pretty regularly to Vancouver and he would play the what the Waldorf which was okay. also a very um classic Vancouver venue that uh I don't know they were they've been off and on but um and, and those shows were also always very legendary I remember him trying to calm the crowd down because there were people bleeding after the first song wow it's crazy with him because, like, whenever he gets brought up on the show, and, and and I'm curious if this is the case with you, Ben. Like, whenever he gets brought up on the show, it's always like he's almost like the gateway drug for a lot of people into like that larger world of like garage rock and stuff. Um, was that at all the case for you? Well, he was definitely like I learned of him and then began that journey. Yeah, down with towards like the OCs mm -hmm. and uh, maybe even like um, oh. Anyway, yeah, I think I think that's a, a fair. I was going to say parquet courts, right? And and that out, um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's that is fair to say for me. He was, but that also could be said of Stephen Malcolmus, right? Right. <laughs>
Um, yeah, that's like a. It's kind of like yeah the sort of like a torch passing show in a way, right? Like totally. As, as Malkmus gets older and older and uh, Ty stays the same age. <laughs> Sorry, I got to say one more thing. Yeah, yeah, and I know it. we've talked about the, I think it's, yeah. Is it Fanny to, or um, Freedom's, Fanny? yeah, Freedom's Goblin. That was like the crazy one that kind of sounded almost like, uh, like a little bit of um, like Van Morrison kind of thing, like just absolutely like massive, um, like horns and yeah. Like he's just he's done so many things. Like I just feel like now, and and I mean he gets he gets to like he has his little studio. I'm sure he plays where like the guy's living the dream, and I I am like power to him, you know? Yeah.
Um, yeah. All right, so next is uh, Tricky Woo. Let the good times roll. Uh, who? Which one of you picked this one? Because I'll, I'll I'll start with with whomever picked it. Well, it was is actually Matt. Oh um, yeah, drummer. Who? I mean, it's a great great tune. Um, one that he. So we grew up in Port Stanley, um, which is half hour south of London, mm-hmm. Ontario. And we grew up going to see bands called The Office, which oh, did yeah. shut down. Yeah. Um, which is tragic. Um, but yeah, basically he, I, I wasn't at this show for some reason. Like I definitely, like Tricky, I think we're on Sonic Onion or, yeah, which was out of Hamilton and, mm-hmm. and a, a great indie label. And, you know, the, when we were in high school, we were kind of exploring that label. Right, and then right. it's kind of like Kim Paul Matt. But he saw, when he saw him live, he saw the drummer, um, his name is Patrick Conan, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was like just revelatory for him, yeah. right? And he was just like, this is, <laughs> I imagine everything he wanted to be, probably. Right. Uh, and so we at the time, Matt and I were in this band called the Celery Generals. Um, <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> and which is, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was that band. And um, we, our friend Brent Darlington was the drummer, and he got like I think after he saw this Tricky Wee show, he was like, "Brent, you have to teach me how to play drums." <laughs> like, yeah, he was playing bass at the time. Actually, the bass that you you still play, but not. Oh, it's a beauty. What? Yeah, what is it? I forgot what it's called. It's a, it's a Fender. I don't know if it's a Precision. It's like a, but it, yeah, it's like along those lines. I don't actually know what it is. It's how much I, right, right <laughs> now, the part, part of the, um, is it the, what do you call it? Like the bridge or whatever is uh, a piece of like cedar. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's broke. It's broken. <laughs> you, you're playing a broken instrument, basically. Yeah. Um, but makes it all authentic. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, yeah, I guess so. See, seeing this band, Blues Mind, uh, been his favorite band ever since. So I, basically, I think he's looking for any chance to, uh, yeah, pump yeah. Those, pump some tricky with Yeah, love it. As love he it. should. Yeah.
All right, so next up is uh, is Silver Jews. The second time a Silver Jews song has been played on this show, and it's always cool to like revisit the different reasons why people pick it. But with you guys, there's like an added layer to that, which is that you covered it, or not this song, but another Silver Jews song on your latest album. Um, what do you like about the Silver Jews, and why of like the myriad of bands that you could have covered, uh, why'd you pick them? <laughs> the, the truth, I'm going to give you the truth. Um, Please. That's what yeah, we're yeah. here for. Okay. So, so the story is that, um, first, I guess, first off, like the Silver Jews are amazing. Um, I've uh, like also a life changing, like, um, band for me. I don't think, like, I think of, you know, a big part of like my sense of self and identity of right. obviously wrapped up in music came from like listening to this band forever. Like, well, since like high school, I think I heard American water first right. and then kind of got into Starlight Walker, which is the advice to the graduate comes off of, which is the song we chose. Yeah. And I kind of chose a song because it resonates like all the way back through the ages to this time. So I like had it on, my my answering machine i think my dad's answering machine like at a time because it begins with like if you got a message leave like, <laughs> and um so like it's just been around but um i also chose it because i really like how they've got like the double vocal going on with uh berman and malkmus then <laughs> i guess it's all like yeah really playing from our deck here um mm-hmm. but then uh yeah the news the song we covered was chosen because one night um matt and our friend chance uh were were um having a a real trip and uh (laughs) and i wasn't and i uh i don't know it's just like playing acoustic guitar once and they were like leaning back in Matt's room in his closet, like looking up at these sleeves hanging down and like seeing things, you know, and I uh, um, was playing that song and it like resonated so much. (laughs) (laughs) Matt was like, you have to play this song. David Berman had just passed. Right. And, um, you know, which I think was affecting all of us and, and, um, I guess, yeah, I was honestly sort of like hesitant to be like, well, I don't know, like, seems like a pretty different thing to do yeah. for our record. But I'm really glad that we did because I think it did end up like fitting quite well. It was just like, that's like a one take, like, do it quick. That was it. You can, if you listen closely, you can hear Ben eating nacho chips in the back. <laughs> like, I was just you say, just like, done a candy run, <laughs> right? Li- live off the floor with like all of us sitting around in the room and he just like, it is kind of mind blowing how well uh, you pulled it off, David. I I just, yeah, I really, please, if you hear, listen to this version, everyone should obviously, but like listen really intently for like those crunches <laughs> and like the little slurps of like nacho cheese, right? Like that's, um, and I think David Berman would approve of that kind of thing. If you got a message, Back to you. 
Um, all right, so uh, Gang of Four, damaged goods. Uh, older, kind of, you know, post-punk from the from the late 70s. Uh, who picked this one, and, uh, and why'd you pick it? Todd picked it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so it's Speak of the Devil. Yeah, um, seriously. Yeah, he picked it because, like, well, I don't know, Ben, do you know? I guess he likes the song. <laughs> he really, he... He, um, <clears throat> he he described it as being about the tone in that they created space between the instruments. So like the instruments have very clear distinction. Like when you listen to Todd talk about um, production and, um, and it, you know, engineering, I guess that um, he's, he is often very kind of focused on, the creating space within the production where each instrument can sort of reside. And, and, um, and so I think that he really, like he, that was one of the things that he, he noted about this particular song. Um, and I mean, it is, I think that whole like post-punk vibe where like, you know, in some cases it's, done with a lot of clarity like a lot of very distinct kind of sharp edges to to the way that the the it sounds so um yeah andy Andy gill's guitar playing is is phenomenal like i think that like super influential for well for all of us probably in a way but like right yeah Todd can actually maybe right. <laughs> he actually technically a fraud. No, he can't. I mean, no one can really approach that. But like, um, it's yeah. I think that's probably where he used his mind was anyway with that. Andy Gill also passed away like recently. Like, but maybe we're kind of like it's like the in memorial uh, mm. section of like um, the Oscars or something like that. I don't know. Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Sweat so sweet. 
Um, all right, so uh, slam dunk, feral child, um, another BC band, this time from Vancouver. Uh, well, they're Victoria too. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it maybe I mean that they're kind of scattered now, but right, like, okay. they, like they kind of started here um, originally. Anyway, yeah. I, had you had you heard these guys? Before? No, no, I have not. They're amazing. Um, yeah. So, like, I guess, I guess then, like, what's what would be your pitch? Like, bearing this is the way I, I often like to phrase it with bands that I've not heard of. Like, you know, if you're trying to like convince me to check this band out, what's the what's the pitch? Let me put it this way: they're the band that you know um, you, you kind of want to be in. Right. Okay. <laughs> like that's that's a really good pitch. Like they're just. And to see them perform, they're they're not only like fabulous musicians individually. Um, so there's Katie on bass, um, Duncan on guitar, Jordan on guitar. They kind of trade vocals, and then Luke plays drums, and they're mm -hmm. all really talented. And like Jordan Minkoff's now doing his kind of wet face thing in Montreal, and Duncan actually just released a really great record uh on Bandcamp as well but um anyway point being like yeah when you see them live they're just like so sloppy tight like yeah, the, yeah. in in all the best ways and like it's a dance part every single time you cannot uh, have a bad time and um well like, actually that i mean i i just want to weigh in on that because um, you can have a bad time well i <laughs> The only time I've seen them, we were on the top of a parkade, uh, and and it was really cool at first, until you started feeling the floors, like the the ceiling sag yeah. on top of this like aging concrete structure, and there's hundreds of people, and it's sagging. Decided to leave. Yeah, you got you got the panic there, right? <laughs> I mean, I went to the back and I like hung out for the rest of the show, but like the whole vibe of like jumping up and down was, yeah, I, you know, so it, I was just like, damn, because I mean, it would, it, it was very fun. I loved, I loved the music, just yeah. didn't, didn't vibe on like the, the fear of the uh, engineering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, good old Victoria built on like, and that's down kind of uh, by the harbor, right? So mm -hmm maybe not the most stable of uh well and, and also like originally made for cars and you're on, also you're like you're on the roof of it it's not even made for cars <laughs> we, we really had to talk ben down from that he was he was panicking well i mean that we went out we went out front and there was a magician who um who wowed us for a little while then oh, that wow. helped. <laughs> help distract you from the potential yeah. Destruction, mortality. Yeah, actually, though, but, but Feral Child, I'm in the music. I just remembered, I'm I'm in the music video for this song. I'm wearing tearaway pants. I rip off some tearaway pants. No, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I forgot. What a weird thing to remember, like nearing the end of the discussion about this song. <laughs> yeah, my, our, our friend Morgan Tams made the music video for this song. I think it. it um he was directing it and yeah so anyway you should everyone should watch that and not do yeah. those <laughs> love it look out for those tearaway pants what's the punk scene like in victoria it's amazing um i mean 
right now. I <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like to the extent that any scene exists, it's at right an all time low, Alex. <laughs> and all um, yeah, there's a really rich history of punk music from the island, and like, um, so obviously in Vancouver too. So like, especially like influential bands like DOA, but also like the Dagbos, um, No Means No. Um, uh, who am I missing? Oh, the Neos, who actually, Supreme Echo just put out a seven inch of, of I think it's a seven inch, yes, it is, of theirs. Um, and the Neos are, are famous, obviously, for being like one of the like fastest bands. They're right. incredible. And also Steve, who um, was instrumental in creating a venue here that I hope still will stand, um, that oh, what was it called? Subculture Club, and which we played. And um, he and Rob Nesbitt, who played in a band called Bum, and also released a record fairly recently called Under Sweet 16. But uh, Steve Bailey was in the Neos originally and like way back in the day. So like, the, you know, there's still, like even th these folks are, are trying to like maintain a space. Yeah. Subculture Club is an all ages uh, venue um that was allowing for you know like uh, a scene to kind of develop and was pretty crucial but um yeah th there are just so many great bands obviously the the trouble with living on the island is like staying here right yeah. so a lot of bands tend to either go to vancouver or more likely like montreal or like right. toronto to like carry on um yeah. in some form but or shape but like uh yeah well, and in, in that vein, like, it's it's cool because, you know, there is pretty reliably, it seems, and we'll, we'll see. It's going to be really interesting kind of this summer and fall, like really this fall when I think that that um, part of culture is going to open back up and it'll it'll be really, I really hope that, you know, we can just fucking drive it open and just yeah. like get things going again and we're going to see all of it come out of the woodwork and and it's going to be a blast but um you know covid aside like it it seems like there's this reliable sort of engine of, of young bands that come up and like um are great like yeah. david i'm thinking of um like the smoke eaters and um K okgb and and then like they're not young anymore but maybe at the time like painted fruits and novel and um like these are just great great local bands not to mention like you know buddies of ours the the dog indiana the like um some really really and, and so it makes for a really vibrant local scene like maybe because partly we're on the island it means that um not it just you value the all the sort of ecosystem of bands maybe right. a little bit more and and also sort of fans it seems and so it's it's been a very very good place to uh to call home as a band and you know we can go on tour and like you said about kingston like we can go on tour and lose a, a ton of money and then come home and finish it off at, at Logan's. Right. Um, and, uh, and make up all the debt that we <laughs> accrued. Right. Like, uh, you know, we, uh, the, the challenge we're facing is that like, 
it seems as though we really have no idea what's gonna where, where the lights are gonna come back on kind of yeah. uh like i don't even know if logan's is going to be on that list of, of yeah. venues that still exist it's just hard to know when you can't plan eh? no planning uh exactly and then and all the owners of the of the locations are just under under all kinds of different pressures so um but the other thing that's cool about it is it's like that term creative destruction right it's like there will be, I think, a real opportunity for um, new energy to sort of yeah. take hold and, and potentially some new venues or who knows. And so just hope for the best. And um, and no means no means a lot to us, I guess. Yeah. You know, it, it's a great, a great doc, too, that came out a few years ago. Um, uh, and I think it's called Nowhere to Go. I think and it's about like the punk scene here in victoria that uh it, pretty amazing i think you can watch it on youtube yeah, yeah I'll I, I, I made my dad watch it like i said <laughs> he yeah. was like, really awesome like he was really into it too oh and, cool and yeah so you get a really good sense of sort of the history but then yeah. also yeah like how you know certain circumstances breed that that kind of music and I, totally you know dope. it's the pacific northwest there's a lot there is a kind of like aesthetic thing that that um where it all seems to fit here and it's nice to see that that's still kind of there you know yeah it's yeah like you know decades yeah. later like it's, it's still so vibrant right like yeah yeah um yeah. yeah so we're i think just like happy to be able to kind of play it whatever role we are playing <laughs> here, right? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally.
So we're gonna wrap up with uh, with your guys' song "Something You Can't Dance To." Um, oh yeah, that... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, for that. Why? Well, I really like that song. It's, oh yeah, it's. I couldn't tell yeah. if you were being sarcastic. No, well, it's one of mine. It's one of my co- well, it's not one of mine. It's one of my contributions to the to the new album, and uh, and I I think it was like uh different you know it kind of yeah. was like it's it's like kind of a different vibe for the band and and we'll we may never go back there you know and, and so i'm i'm stoked you you picked that yeah well well i mean I, I guess just could you elaborate on what on what uh what that vibe is well i i guess it's the like there's sort of this little hint of of like funk or disco yeah. that kind of sits in the in the in the baseline right like and and it, so it's it's just like a almost like a more the our most cliche like kind of going after a uh, a bit of like a dance vibe right <laughs> in the something that you could really dance to yeah um and it, it, in that in that first part and then of course um it kind of it has it also has this really cool song structure that i will i will lay down for you it goes a b a b c a b c d a b um and and that that's as like as wild as it gets for us which and it all and also <laughs> if you look at it in sort of like a topographical way it's it kind of looks like the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. So <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever be going back. I, I just mean like in that style, it's a, it's a bit of a unique style and I'm, and I'm curious to see if, if bad who like what happens next with bad yeah. who. And I'm not, I'm not certain it'll be that, but it, um, it was, it's really fun to play live. Yeah. But yeah, you've opened that door. So you never know. That's right. Like in terms of lyrics too, it's very, it's, hopefully that song doesn't like uh get like dated or something too because it, it really is is based in some of the cons the concerns we were facing early in pandemic right like um and we can't sing we can't dance together is this forever <laughs> but also the uh yeah taking back to turkey town right yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tur- turkey tails on it. so alex we'll let you in on a little secret like sometimes what happens at at our rehearsals or even when we're recording is i'll just kind of jump on the mic yeah and and um it's uh it sometimes results in in like things that stick but it's so right. it's so fun it's just like and it is kind of i you know when i listen to david i'm just like man he's got like the whole freaking genealogy of like all of this music in his head and and you know on on recall um when necessary and i don't i i don't have this and, and matt and todd are also in a, in a way a lot very similar like they're right. very like take music to an intellectual space whereas i'm music for me is like the opposite it's just a place where i can like um kind of n- turn off a little bit and i'm much more intuitive about it and um even in terms of listening i yeah. but also in terms of playing and uh and so that's it's the vibe where i 
yeah, it's nice. It's like a nice balance. It's it's me against against David Hunt and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like how this began by being like us against them, but now it's you against everyone. <laughs> ben versus the world. Um, all right. So before we uh, before we wrap up, then um, just uh, you know. We always like to end these things with an opportunity for for guests to you know plug their stuff. Where can where can people check you out, and what can they expect to hear from you? We can you can we can listen. We can all see that's yes. the use of the, of the yeah clever use of pronoun, not just like second person, but uh, third person inclusive. We can all listen to Bad Who at on Bandcamp or on any of the streaming services. Um, we don't the latest release uh right as rain we didn't do a physical release for it um not to preclude that yeah. From happening yeah yeah not yet exactly um we got a few cassette tapes of the last album still um we sold out of the, all the ones of the first one though i think and then we got a couple uh seven inches anyway you can buy those over Bandcamp. we do have a new uh ep um can I share that news? Is that something to share? Yeah, do it. And uh, Alex, you'll really like this because it's it's kind of like, is it revisited songs, David? Is that what you'd say? <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. It's almost like our little, uh, yeah, it's like a sampler, basically. But there's yeah. this le- record label out of Istanbul um, called Kafadan Contact Records. Yeah. Just a punk garage right, right, right. Um, surf kind of like thing. They contacted us about putting out an EP of material and we were like, well, you know, we can't really record anything right now. Yeah. And they're like, well, what about doing like like a little sampler, like two stuff from the albums? And we so we did like a the, the theme here is the splat EP because <laughs> we got uh the splat came back up the new one and we got banana splat on one as yeah. well. And and we threw in a couple other uh things to s- bladder the vp with um so there's i think is it five songs and todd kind of did a remaster on them to kind of play around with a little bit so they're new versions i guess in that sense and uh that's coming out pretty soon i don't know exactly when i can't tell you maybe leave it like a secret like that and uh yeah what happened what happens in this Istanbul <laughs> I don't know we just we don't we're not told thanks so much to Ben and David from Bad Who for joining us this week you can find full versions of this show wherever you get your podcasts or at havingachat.com havingachat.com is also where you can sign up for our new bi-weekly newsletter so be sure to check that out the show is produced by myself and Hillary Johnston social media marketing materials are done by Petra Walker so don't forget to check us out on social media theme music is done by Duncan Briggs and Sugar glass and to wrap up this week's show this is bad who with music you can't dance to we can-